0: You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast raising the bar at workplaces everywhere. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective are their own and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, Teresa McQueen.
1: Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome to all of our listeners. We are in full holiday mode at Workplace Perspective with today's show dedicated to our holiday survival guide. The holiday mix and mingle season is in full swing which can mean added stress for those of you who dread the inevitable holiday social business scene. But never fear. Workplace Perspective is here to help you sail through your holiday events with confidence and style. It's going to be a great show today. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Workplace Perspective has a new website. Visit us at www.workplaceperspective.com. Check out our new look, including our featured guests and archive sections share us with your friends and colleagues to help us continue to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere
1: welcome back to our listeners it is hard to believe it's december already and although the season can feel like a never-ending cycle of tinseled chaos the holidays do actually present some wonderful opportunities to represent your organization and build your professional network But I also know that the mix and mingle holiday circuit does present some challenges for a lot of those of us in the business world who struggle when it comes to personal interaction. So to help alleviate some of that stress, I want to walk you through one of the biggest stress points, small talk. Now, with so many companies coming back into in-person events, um, we've, Lost, I think, this, you know, not only out of the habit of getting dressed up and going places, but um, lost that sort of muscle that we have around that being able to do small talk and talk to anybody. So uh, I think it's important to talk about small talk as we come back into the season. Um, I know COVID flu is up on the rise, but I do think that a lot more companies are going to be having some kind of in-person get-together. So we're going to do the small talk, pep talk. One of the more common misgivings about social interaction really does stem from this fear or apprehension of approaching people you don't know and initiating a conversation. So I want to start with words because I'm an attorney. I love words. I love meanings. I love definitions. So let's start with a definition of small talk. Yes, there is a dictionary definition of small talk. So the dictionary defines small talk as, quote, polite conversation about unimportant or uncontroversial matters, especially as engaged in on social interactions, unquote. So my suggestion, just Take it for what it's worth and run with it. Nobody is going to you know, expect you to provide them with some in-depth analysis of war and peace. We're talking about just building and maintaining business relationships. So when it comes to initiating or making the polite conversation about unimportant and uncontroversial matters, let's just start with the obvious. So make an effort. Make an effort to become more familiar with what's happening in the world around you. I would suggest making that apart from politics. Um, Read a summary of the latest book to make the New York Times bestseller list. Um, The other person you may be talking to might not read much. Okay, so ask them what was the last book or article that they read find out what the name of this week's top grossing movie is. Um, check the internet see how your particular state sports team did last weekend. Um, you'll find that even people who don't follow sports will tend to know how the local team did uh, or is doing. Um, and even if the other person says they hate sports, okay, great. admit that it's you're not you're you're not your favorite thing either if that's true and just take it from there nothing in depth is required you're just trying to con- start a conversation or to keep one going um cuz truthfully talking about the weather it's only going to go so far in polite conversation the other thing i suggest is to get curious so start cultivating a curiosity about the world around you it's going to give you a really amazing array of topics that you can use to start or continue or possibly redirect a conversation. You can take this approach, try it, uh, and you'll never be at a loss for small talk material, trust me. You get good at small talk uh, and you begin to develop a reputation for being someone who's comfortable with people and someone who's easy to talk to in a social setting. And that's really not a bad reputation to have in the business community. So do some research. Um, if you don't know much about your host, do some research. Ask around about their interests. Um, if the host is a business or a client, read up on them. Um, have they recently been recognized for any awards or, or innovations? Um, if you don't have any time to prepare before the event, no problem. Um, just take cues from other guests, the decor, talk about the food being great, even if it's not, or maybe the food not being so great, but I kind of make sure you know who you're talking to before you go down that road. But be an engaged listener, Um, comment, ask questions. These are all great ways to keep the conversation going and to discover additional topics that you can bring up if the conversation starts to lag. All right. One of the most embarrassing and potentially stressful aspects for people when it comes to socializing is, of course, introducing yourself, the self-introduction. So we've talked a little bit about what are you going to talk about when you get there, but now let's talk about actually getting into that conversation. How are you going to do that? Approaching and meeting and talking to strangers are really all common occurrences that are just seemingly designed to strike fear in the heart of anyone who is the least bit socially uh, trepidatious. But keep in mind that most all social business events are structured as meet and greets. So people are expecting to have someone, multiple someones, come up and introduce themselves. So half the battle's already won. You're already there. Um, I get asked a lot about the best way to approach an individual or a group of people in a situation where you don't know anyone. My advice: look around the room and find someone who looks approachable, either someone standing by themselves or someone who's in a group or happens to catch your eye. Um, Make your approach with confidence. Look at the person that you intend to approach, uh, whether they're alone or in a group. Smile, nod. If necessary, wait for a break in the conversation and then say, hello. Extend your hand, say your name. Slowly and clearly, and then listen carefully as the person gives you their name in return, and you are done. You are now ready to amaze and impress everyone with your seemingly endless supply of small talk uh, and your wide array of small talk topics. Um, I I do want to say one thing this part about saying your name slowly really bears repeating. When we are anxious or nervous or just excited, we tend to rush our words. I always know I need to take a breath and slow down when I introduce myself as Teresa McQueen and the other person says, Tracy, so great to meet you, right? Clearly (laughs) I have muddled my name and they didn't hear me say Teresa properly. Um, And since you want people to remember your name, it's really important that they hear it clearly. All right, now what happens When you can't remember somebody's name at a social event, this is another tough moment and it happens (laughs) to everyone. Um, It's the inevitable, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name situation. And what do you do when you can't remember a person's name and you need to make an introduction or when they remember you and you don't remember them? Well, one way to handle this situation is just to face it head on by asking the person for their name. Just smile and simply say, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. Most people are not going to be offended by this and are, of course, willing to forgive and forget, especially when the admission is accomplished or accompanied by such a sincere apology. There's something you can do if you're just too embarrassed by not remembering. You can simply turn to the person next to you, gesture to the newcomer and ask, have you met? Leave that question on the end and usually one of the two sort of picks up the clue and does a self-introduction. All right, so because we talked about small talk, um, the last thing I want to talk about uh, on the topic of small talk is how to politely disengage. Um, Politely disengaging from social conversations is another aspect of business social engagements that people can find difficult to navigate. So how do you preserve this budding professional relationship that you've just cultivated or, you know, maintain the relationship you already have without falling into the trap of having your time monopolized? Uh, What do you do when you realize the person you're talking with dislikes social settings even less than you do and has decidedly marked you as their lifeline for the evening? You carefully... With as much consideration or respect and as and being as honest as you can, just disengage. Um, you want to take a moment to think before you act to, to disengage the conversation and consider not only who's affected by your disengagement, but also how everyone else involved is going to be affected by that. So by considering not only who's affected, but how, you're going to put yourself in the best position to make choices about disengaging that are gonna show respect uh, to the other person or persons and continue to build that relationship. So taking time to consider your options for disengaging honestly, will ensure that your actions are gonna be sincere and genuine and authentic, which puts you in the best light. Um, Being truthful is an important act, uh, an important part of acting honestly and with integrity. So focusing on being truthful and honest in your words and the way that you hold yourself, your outward appearance is really going to help you choose a disengaged a way to disengage that's going to benefit everybody involved including yourself. So when it comes to disengaging uh in a social conversation, you don't want to be rude, but let's face it, sometimes you just feel trapped and you want to get away. So there's a number of ways to dis- to disengage. Um but not all of them follow typical solutions um, that really show consideration or respect. So people tend to get so frustrated or impatient in these situations that they sometimes say or do the first thing that comes to mind, which usually involves disregarding the other person altogether in favor, favor of just telling a little, you know, classic little white lie, um, which is not the most sincere, or genuine approach, because All of us have some kind of tell on our face or with our body language when we're not exactly telling the truth and people can pick up on that. So take a look at this kind of typical scenario and uh, walk with me through a few of the various possible solutions and noting that the typical white lie might get you into more trouble than it's actually worth. So take this scenario. You are attending this year's company holiday party you find yourself cornered by someone who is monopolizing all your time and you just can't seem to end the conversation. What are you gonna do? So here's some possible solutions. Um, I call this one the refresher. So you decide you need a refresher for your drink. You wait for a break in the conversation and say, what's well, been great talking with you. Looks like I need a top up. I'm gonna head to the bar for a refill. On its face, it's a fairly workable solution, right? Unfortunately, (laughs) this solution isn't always going to work since more often than not, your newfound friend is simply going to follow you to the bar (laughs) to decide that a fresher is just what they need. So let's keep going. It's always one possibility. You could maybe lose them at the bar. Um, The other option, escape to the restroom. It's always an option. Waiting for the right moment, you just simply say, please excuse me. I'm going to step into the restroom. Again, (laughs) this might not be the ideal person our ideal solution, because the person might just follow you there as well, which is a completely different etiquette discussion that we're not going to have right now. Um, let's think of something else. How about, how about the handoff? I like this one. So you may be familiar with it already. So you kind of surreptitiously look around the room, you see a friend nearby, you get their attention. As they step into your group, you introduce the monopolizer to your friend. And after a minute, you politely excuse yourself. Now, sadly, <laughs> with this uh, maneuver, it's usually best to avoid that particular friend for a few days afterwards. Um, and if we're being honest, right, this is probably not the best solution either, as it works for everyone in this scenario, possibly, except your friend. So what we're striving for is a solution that's going to work for everybody involved, for you, the monopolizer, and anyone else involved in the disengagement process. So how about this? How about some honesty? How about finding a way to politely let your new acquaintance know that you really enjoyed meeting them, but your goal for the evening, let's say, was to meet several new people. So you could say something along the lines of, I want to thank you for helping me with one of my goals tonight, which was meeting several new people. Can I get your business card? And I've really enjoyed our conversation. Maybe we can catch up later. I think this solution is going to work best for everyone, for you and your new acquaintance. You don't involve anybody else. Um, It also works well when the monopolizer sort of is already an acquaintance. You can kind of leave out the business card part and talk about great to see you. I've got this goal tonight. Uh, Let's catch up later. Now, by being honest, you've also shown this person respect in a way that gives you confidence and shows you to be a genuine and sincere person. And that is a fantastic way to be perceived in business. So there are so many opportunities during the holiday season to make choices about how we interact with others and taking the time to think before you act and then act in a way that builds all those important business relationships, is really going to go a long way to helping you shine just a bit brighter and to really solidify your reputation as someone who understands the value of developing and maintaining professional relationships. All right, that's it for Small Talk. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, a few tips for our employers to help manage holiday cheer in the workplace. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps. Love has no labels in the ad council. If you enjoyed today's show, do this: share us, like us, give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our holiday survival show. With the holiday season in full swing and so many companies now looking forward to once again hosting their employees for some in-person holiday parties, it's a really good time for our employers out there to start managing, thinking about managing that holiday cheer. Um, And whether you're company is going to be doing something formal or maybe something casual. The tips and things I'm going to give you and the reminders should really help keep everyone, our party goers and your company, uh, out of legal hot water, hopefully. So I think at this time of year, it's always a good idea ahead of a, a, of a holiday event, really any event. Uh, it's always good practice to remind employees um, that company-sanctioned events are an extension of workplace norms, policies and the procedures um, in that it's important that employees understand that this is the case, regardless of whether the event is taking place uh, on or off company property. Uh, Reminders should include the company's policies on uh, drug and alcohol use, anti harassment and social media. These are the three, there's probably other policies you might want to talk about with your employees, but I think those three are really going to hit the high points and hit the risk points for employers when it comes to holiday celebrations, at least. I think it's a good idea to avoid any compulsory attendance mandates. So you need to be mindful as an employer that not all employees celebrate the same holidays or in fact, actually celebrate the holidays at all. And Any sort of compulsory attendance at a holiday event can cause undue pressure, can trigger social anxiety in employees and really put undue pressure uh, to feel that they have to go along to get along and avoid any missteps. Uh, A best practice is to sort of make attendance truly voluntary, which means don't go overboard with the we haven't heard from you yet RSVP emails that can really... Put pressure on people and not make it feel like it's truly voluntary now the other thing you want to think about is being as inclusive as possible so to avoid any risk associated with discriminatory conduct you want to make an effort to ensure that the event facilities can accommodate disabled employees and their guests if alcohol is to be served you want to make sure that there are non-alcoholic options. Um, And if you are asking employees to RSVP, you might want to consider including space for employees to list any special dietary restrictions or any allergies. Overall, I think, you know, holiday get-togethers from an employer perspective can be a truly great morale booster and a welcome opportunity for everyone to come together, especially uh, where we are with the pandemic, to really celebrate some company wins Uh, that have happened over the past year. With a bit of planning and some forethought, I think they can also be a professional and fun group event. Well, that's our show for today. Uh, I wanna thank you all for joining me. I also wanna thank my radio angels, James and the Knave at Night, and our workplace team extraordinaire, our engineer and producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. We want to thank you for joining us on Workplace Perspective. And until next time, keep raising the bar.